0: welcome to the his house yo 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 we are here in the basement would you call it a basement um yes it is a basement it's a we, walkout basement though a walkout basement door that leads to contrary to a walkout closet yeah. i'm here with sean white my recent former employer yeah employer yeah. boss yeah. boss man you are the what uh i am the senior Student minister at East <laughs> Brander, <laughs> Church Hope you're listening, Nikki. East, East Brander Church of Christ. I uh, know. I'm, I'm one of uh, the youth ministers there. Uh, my co worker, uh, Nikki Fox, is the other Shout youth minister. Shout out. And then we have a ministry apprentice mm. this year okay. uh, working with Question. middle schoolers. Did you get that name from me? Because I mentioned it to you when we were talking about it. Maybe I don't know. I, we just felt like his role was going to be more than intern, um, right? And so we didn't want to call it that. But he's also part time. <sighs> and We didn't want to say part time minister. So we're, you know, um, we want to just call it something that would, you know, would honor the status that he has in leadership, but also not, you know, he hasn't earned his stripes yet, you know, we can't call okay, him. Okay, so the correct answer that was yes, Stephen. Yes, Stephen, I did, you, you get the idea inspired from that. Well, you're wrong. Yeah. I inspire many people. Yes, you are inspiring. But anyway, this is Home Field Disadvantage, where I, Stephen, go into the homes of my guests and record with them. Obviously, if you've listened to the past two episodes, we hope you did. We hope you like and subscribe and leave a five-star review, because why not? It's the best. This is Sean. I am here... Do you want to give them your address? Uh, yes. Okay. No, actually, I will just say the general location. I live in Ultawa. Ultawa. Which is uh, Native American. Okay, wait, wait. What did you say before? I said Indian. But okay. That's racial. You Purge yourself from your... Because, you know, we're supposed to call them Native Americans. Mm. Um, mm. Those who are Native Americans. I mean, in the grand want, scheme of things, are they Native them. Americans? Can we... But... Um, Maybe we'll talk about this later when we talk about sports. But can we have a put a pin in this and talk about how racist Florida State is? Can we talk about that? Because I hate Only bad. if we can say how racist Florida is in terms of gators. Like, why do gators have to be green to you? Um, cause they're, they're definitely dark brown. Uh, that's called a swamp green. Oh. Yeah. No. Um, uh, but, yeah, Udawah uh, stands for Owl's Nest. That's, like, a real thing. That's apparently what I'm... Owl's nest. Owl's nest. Well. So a twa is an as a nest? I don't so know. So oult is an owl, and twa is a nest. Um, I don't know if that's how necessarily language works, but sure. Language. Mm, so relative Yeah. Mm. in the grand scheme of things. Sure. Anywho, uh, Sean, you are what we call a nerd. No. Okay. Um, I would say the, the technical term for me is a, a geek. Okay. Um... Because nerds are more like academia. like you Which know, is a nerd thing to like, say. I, I like protractors and calculators and, you know, schoolers. And, and school and stuff like that. <laughs> Losers. Um, you know, we do love nerds, by uh, the way. You know, pocket protectors and stuff. Those are nerds. Um, I would say I'm more of a geek into geek culture things like, uh, like um, you know, comic books and Uh, superheroes and video games and stuff like that. But I'm also... I would consider myself a cool geek because I'm into sports and, um, you know, into um, cool things. Oh. Yeah. So a geek, not a nerd. Yes. Geek is the appropriate term for my kind. So we're going to draw from that today. Sure. We're going to talk Star Wars because you just saw the new movie. I did. The Last Jedi went to the uh, 7 o'clock showing, Mm. uh, which... You know, I'm super thankful that midnight, quote-unquote, midnight premieres are moving up earlier and earlier on just Thursday. Just like Black Friday. Like, I would love it if Gray one Wednesday. day they're just like a like a 3 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon so I can catch the matinee after work one day. That would be uh, terrible. Tot- or just skip awesome. work. Well, you know, can't really do that. Wink, wink. <laughs> so we're going to talk that. Then we're going to talk Batman because if you've seen his office... It is like a shrine of Batman. Museum. I would say museum. I would call it a mini-museum. I don't like... A walk-through museum. Yeah, museum, not shrine, because I don't like worship Batman. But it basically is. Hmm. Museum. Every morning, you do something weird in your office with Batman, like you start shouting and singing. That's because I like to wear the bat cowl in the mornings to start my day. No, I do not do that. That would be weird. I wouldn't be surprised. But then we're going to talk Florida Gators versus Tennessee, because you are a Florida fan. Yep. Chomp-chomp. 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 So we're going to talk about that rivalry. Sure. That you know. Twelve out of the last thirteen. Okay, we're not talking about the past because because it's a bright new future with uh, I coordinator extraordinaire, Jerry. I he stole that from Saban, and you guys are acting like you stole Dan Mullen stole Florida's offense from Gerber Meyer. So what's the deal? Well, one could argue. Okay, no, 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 no. no. Since since Mullen followed Urban Meyer from Bowling Green to Utah, then to Florida, that. The development of Urban Meyer's success was also... Stop it. Hand in hand with... All right, back from our nap. We'll talk about this later. We can talk about Florida and the two seasons that Urban Meyer was there without Dan Mullen and how things went. And his quote-unquote fake heart attack. All right, I'm going to dig rabbit holes in this podcast. (laughs) So, you just be ready. And we'll also... Get into Old Testament laws that should be implemented today. Yes. <laughs> I kind of just came on the spot. Yeah. Thank you, Matt Kahn, by the way, for that idea. Yeah, I'm all, all about That it. was him. Yeah. Because we do believe in the Old Testament. <clears throat> we do. We are, um, we are New Testament people. We're Old Testament truthers. But um, Jesus, as Jesus said, he came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Right. So, yeah. But we'll talk about that. Sure. Then we'll talk about you too, which yeah. is not... You too, as the a band, in, You band. The greatest band of all time. Worst band of all time. Mm. Why can't? Okay, why is it okay for it to force music onto people? A net neutrality. They offered it freely net in neutrality. your library, and you had the option to download it or not. That was your choice whether you download <laughs> it, it. But would, they offered it offered my music free chain. into your iTunes library. Sorry for something that's free. Apple gives you iTunes for free, and then giving you something else for free. You know. Um, that's not how I would put it. Mm, whatever. But, you know, that's, that's the show. That's the layout. That's the groundwork. We hope you... It's kind of like, I'm going to say this. It's like when you go to a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, and they put ketchup in your bag, but you don't like ketchup. Do you get mad about that? No, no. no, no you no, just no, no. don't eat the no, ketchup. No, no, no. This is how it is. It's like you order a dish at um, Olive Garden, let's say, like some uh, like sure, sure, some, sure, sure. some lasagna, and they say, oh, here's some kale chips while you're waiting. And you're like, I don't want these kale chips. Get them away from me. They're disgusting. Okay, that's how it is. And they would say, okay, well, we'll pick them up for you. They wouldn't say, no, you have to have them. No, they would say, okay, that's cool, but we'll just leave them there for you just in case you'd like them one day. And you say, no, I do never want this. Or they would say, here's an easy way that by one click of a button that you can remove it from your library if you don't want it. Anyway, so... Star Wait. Wars. We're talking Star Wars. first. Well, now. no. Tell us. Tell us where to follow you on the social media. Oh, frames. on the social medias. I Twitter, am, Twitter, and Instagram. I am on the, the Twitter, Twitter and the Instagram. Facebook is mostly just to appease the older the people older in my statements. life. Um, um, uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram have the same handle. It is Sean mm-hmm. S E A N White W H I T E four four. Why it's, is it the forty four? Forty four was my number in okay. uh, I don't really middle care, school, but and. Sports growing up, so, and that's a funny story. Um, the reason why I chose forty-four Tell us, Sean. because as a stupid sixth grader, I wanted to have Sean Kemp's number played for the Seattle SuperSonics, and in a moment, <coughs> in a moment of panic when our coach asked us for numbers, I said forty-four instead of his correct number, forty. And so that's I was, how I got my middle name was with forty-four. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Name, number. You got your middle name because your parents said the wrong thing? Yeah. Well, no, because my dad thought Jeans was James. (laughs) I was going to be named Jeans. (laughs) Steven Jeans Walker. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, I have a question for you. Just off the top of my head. I have not thought about this. It just came to my head. Okay. Steven Walker, not as a man, not as a human, not as a podcaster. Okay. Great intern you had or the greatest intern you've ever had? Go. Great intern that I had. Really? You sure you don't want to? Yeah. You're positive. But you don't wanna... I will say this: one of my, one of my great interns, but also one of the few interns that I've actually been able to be good friends with as well. And we can talk about that later. My like greatest? History. So greatest intern you ever no, had? No, not greatest. I had a really good intern a number of years ago. Um, yeah. That I really so liked. like greatest, but. Um, but one of my great interns, and again... Okay, so um, we'll get into it. This is... Uh, we're trying to talk about Star Wars right now. Is right. that okay? Yep. Okay, so you saw the premiere last night. I want you to break it down for me without spoilers. Okay, so this will be a spoiler-free review. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, if you want to know my th- real thoughts, my spoilery thoughts, you can text me. Um, wow. Or just hit me up on the social medias again, at White 44 Um but I, I enjoyed it. It was um, it was a it was different than I thought it was going to be. Um, mm. My my score that I put on the Twitter last night was a B minus. Okay, give me a one through ten. Um, a one through ten. I'm gonna say it's a a says six and a half or seven. Okay, so that's a C. Um. Well, is a seven a C? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, then seven and a half. Well, let's that's say that's still a C. I'm not going to give it an eight. Oh, that's what I'm. I'm just, I, so B, it's B minus, B minus. I'm going to say B minus. I'm sticking so by So seventy-eight, nine, um, eighty-one. Sure, why not? Eighty-one. Yeah. If we would, um, it's uh, it's a movie that it depends on what you want out of Star Wars. If you want like it to be a you know a continuation of what you thought was going to happen and what you were hoping was going to happen in the uh, the galaxy after. Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, and if you, you were hoping for that next part of the story, whether in Force Awakens and in this, um, you're going to be, I think, let down. I mean, because it's been 30 years. Which, and so, which, tell me what? Because you told me earlier, off yeah. the record, yeah. about the whole Luke Skywalker dynamic that you were talking about, about yeah. like what what we wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, I think I think you know a lot of people were hoping in this new trilogy that Luke Skywalker was going to pick up. Where you thought he was going to be at the end of Return of the Jedi, a mm. Jedi Master who was going to rebuild the Jedi, total awesomeness. Um, he was going to be, you know, the most powerful Jedi ever. Um, you know, a lot of the books that came out after those movies, you know, uh, portray him as this amazing Jedi who could, you know, leap over mountains and hold his breath underwater for thirty minutes because <laughs> he used the Force and all this stuff. And that's not what you get in these movies. Um, you see, obviously, you saw him for just a few seconds at the end of. Force awakens and this one which how much money do you get for that did I, I have no idea it was like something millions of dollars I don't know yeah Crazy. I don't know um, but go ahead but uh, so you know if you're hoping for that out of Luke Skywalker that's not what this is this is this is a story 30 years after all of that where the Republic is still um, you know in, in, in fractured and like, yeah you know they never really got truly got rid of the Empire and um, you know Luke has a lot of issues he's dealing with, because he didn't quite accomplish what he hoped to accomplish in rebuilding the Jedi, and, and so you see him broken, and um, so if you're, you know, you're hoping for, you know, the, the the most powerful Jedi, Luke Skywalker, that's not what you get in, in uh, this movie, or, you know, certainly not the last one, but... You know, it, it took a different turn than I thought. Um, I don't know if I, I loved all the turns. Mm. I think it's a movie that I will like more the second time I see it, mm. um, knowing what I know about the movie. Um, it was a little slow to begin with. Took a little while, especially when we already <laughs> knew these characters. In the second movie of a trilogy, you usually jump right in. Right. And, you know, but it was like a the lo- Battle of Hoth. Yeah. It was. Yes. Exactly. So it was a little slow. Um, but there is a, a turning point in the very middle of the movie that is just crazy awesome. Um, you'll know what it is, and you, you love it, and you're like, oh, this is so awesome. And, okay. Um, I would say the things that work, work really, really well, are just like straight up m- amazing. But there's a number of things that don't work that well that I did not like, some plot hole issues, some like, why didn't you just do that earlier in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind yeah. of things like... Uh, or you know, for the characters, like their story, like right. you could have made that decision earlier and saved yourself a bunch of trouble. But um, but yeah, it was a good B minus. I think like seeing it again will either move it to a B plus for me. Let me more. ask you this, yeah. because I asked you this earlier, off the record again. If this isn't a quote unquote Star Wars movie, like if like if this is just a movie that comes out, like a second part of the movie, mm-hmm. is this movie considered as good as you would rate it? Like, is this only good because it's Star Wars? Um, I think I think a lot of people who are throwing around this is the greatest Star Wars ever... What? Are, ...are the greatest... People who are saying stuff like that are saying it because it's simply Star Wars. Right, and it's just a new thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think if it was just a, a, another sci-fi movie, it would not have reviewed as well. I can't believe that people are thinking... This is the best one yet, and I haven't seen it. Granted, yeah. I can't judge that, but that's kind of surprising. Is it? Uh, is, yeah, I mean, I would say it's certainly better, certainly better than any of the prequels. Um, okay, uh, I'm a prequels homer. Uh, you know, I'm a prequels truther. I'm a I'm a prequels liked the, the. If premise, there was betting, the, the better pre- acting, the premise of it all, but the acting was just straight up. Oh, it was terrible. Um and um, but it's it's not. Empire Strikes Back in any way. It's not. Um, it's not – there's not as much gravity to it and weight to it, um, and there's not as many consequences that happen in it. Um, so – but, I mean, it is good, a B minus. And it's something you would want to see again. Yeah, I'd love to see it again. going to take probably Colin to it in the next few Your days. Your son, by the way. My son, Colin, 8-year-old uh, son. Um, Colin, yeah, we didn't Bundle introduce my fa- family. I have well, a, we didn't eight, introduce Mitchells yeah, either. Well, so, I'm sorry. I have an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, Colin, and a six-year-old daughter, Maddox. And and um, you have a wife. A beautiful wife of... Um, 29 been, years. No, not... Well, we've been together probably 19 years now. It was a happy 19-year uh, anniversary. But we've been married for... It's uh, 2017. We got married in 20, uh, 2006, so 11 years. Five and a half years, yeah. Bundle of life. Yep, that's good. Life in a bottle. So, yeah. Now. Sh- yes. This is your... What's a good word for this? This is your calling card. Okay. Batman. Yes. Okay, the I Bart am Night. a Christopher Nolan Batman lifer. Sure. What's his name? Uh, 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 Christian Bale. Christian Bale yes. will always be Batman to me. Sure. I honestly don't, I, I don't think I can watch another Batman without him being Batman. Your thoughts? Um, I think a lot of people felt that way um, when um, when Christian Bale was cast as Batman. Like the opposite of that, like I'm not watching Christian Bale be Batman. Well, I think a lot of people struggled with it um, because they were hoping for someone different, um, but for the but now it's you know he is Batman. A lot of people. First off, had an outrage when Michael Keaton, you know, Batman 89, he was cast because he was, you know, famous for more com- comedic roles, you know, Mr. Mm-hmm, Mom, mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Um, but then he was Batman for people, and when DC Warner Brothers decided to take a turn in their their the tone of their movies and... Um, and it was like darker and... This- no, well, they went from dark, you know, Batman and Batman Returns are very dark and moody, and then they went to bright and light with Val Kilmer and then, oh, okay. yeah. um, and then the, 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 the last one, which is just straight up uh, doo-doo caca, uh, poo-poo, um, Batman and Robin with George Clooney. Um, those were just so terrible. Um, but I really like um, – I will say I really like Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, I will say this. When, Bat, when, he was, when he was cast as Batman, I, I think I tweeted along the lines of Ben Affleck – Dot dot dot. No, <laughs> um, because Ben Affleck's one of those guys that uh, I, it's not that I dislike Ben Affleck as an actor, but he's one of those guys that most times when you when I see him in movies, I think, oh, it's Ben Affleck. I don't think of I don't get lost in most of his characters. Um, but regardless of what people thought of Batman versus Superman or even Justice League, he looks like Batman. He's big. He's strong. Mm. He's uh, imposing. Um, He looks the part of Batman. He definitely looks the part of Batman more than Christian Bale did um, because Batman should be big and strong and Mm -hmm. um, uh, scary. Not like a ninja? Uh, Not as much like a ninja. But, you know, Christian Bale had the acting chops to pull off Batman. And Christian Bale is an amazing Batman. Um, Yeah. He would be, outside of Kevin Conroy, um, which plays the voice actor Batman, um, uh, you know, Christian Bale is my second Batman. Wow. Who's your first? Kevin Conroy. Oh, okay. He He is the voice of Batman. Okay. And uh, most animated So, movies, So, um, your best on film, Batman? Is Christian Bale. And mostly that's because his movies are just so, so well done. So good. And, you know, Bat- Ben Affleck's Batman maybe would be tops if he had the same mo- well done movies as Christian Bale did. Um, but unfortunately he was stuck with Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Mhm. Okay, so I think the reason why I think the reason why I don't like Ben Affleck as Batman so much is because of Christian Bale. Like, sure, Christian, like Christian Bale was my Batman, like I said. But like I, I don't know, just well, how old were you when what what year did it come out like um, 10, 2010? Batman versus – oh, no, excuse Batman me. Batman Begins. The the Batman Begins came out – we were still living in Nashville, so it would have been 2006. Really? Was it that early? Yeah, 2006, I believe. Then, yeah, it. I was yeah. 10 years old. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. I mean, your parents probably shouldn't have taken you to see Batman oh, they didn't. Begins as a teenager. My first of, Batman yeah, movie was The Dark Knight. Uh, but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember – we saw I saw that theater in theaters um, – I was still living in Nashville, and um, and I saw it when it came out in IMAX, um, and Ooh. then saw it again like two days later, and I was just so impressed with how good of a movie it, it was. was so it good. was just Batman Begins was so well done. Um, probably the the best origin story movie mm. of a, of a superhero ever. Um, and a lot of that has to do with Christopher Nolan's approach. I, I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. I love every one of his movies. Did you movies. see Dunkirk? Uh, I have not seen Dunkirk yet. Um, that was a movie I don't think Sheena really wanted to see. and um, We don't really go to the movies much unless I'm going to see you know, geeky premieres or <laughs> taking the kids to see something. Um, but Dunkirk is definitely something I still want to see. Uh, I, I wish I would have saw it in the theater because I heard the experience of it in the theater. It was really uh, good. It was amazing. But... Um, but Christopher Nolan's approach was, he wanted to make a good movie and use Batman as a character. It wasn't mm. he wasn't making a Batman, Batman movie. movie. Yeah. Um, especially when you get approach. to The Dark Knight, you if you looked at The Dark Knight as just a psychological thriller, um, it's just still an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. You could, but the fact that it's set in a Batman universe makes it all the much better because of the mythos that is Batman, the mythos that is the Joker. Um, yeah. Um, I, my only issue with Nolan and the, the, those movies is the last 15 minutes of The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, it's disgusting. I hate it's the so last distasteful. 15 minutes. Um, uh, I, I'm going to say spoilers now, so if you haven't seen the last 15 minutes of Dark Knight Rises, you live under it's a rock. been way too long. And um, But I have a couple of issues. A... I wish, you know, the whole point of of it is that Batman could be anybody. He says that in Batman Begins, he wants to be a symbol um that can is beyond and bigger than himself as Bruce Wayne. So, you know, them kind of tricking you to think he sacrifices himself is dumb. Um I wish they would have either not tried to trick you thinking he sacrificed himself or just let him sacrifice himself. Mm. Um I think it was it was um, cheap to do it that way. Oh. It was not. It was not faithful, faithful to the fans. Um, those of us who want a Batman who's willing to sacrifice himself, but oh no, he didn't. He last minute he snuck in a thing. Um, How did he not die? Well, you know they do a little wink nod nod. Oh, the uh, autopilot was fixed. They say that like in the last little montage bit because um, they think he's sacrificed himself when. He takes the bomb out to Gotham Bay right. to blow up, but then you find out, wink, wink, nod, nod. He fixed the autopilot on the um, on the bat, his his plane thing, um, and was able to escape uh, before that. Second, um, they build a statue to Batman. Um, Batman is not a character you build a statue to. Batman is a character that is supposed to strike fear in the. He's an antihero in the in in the view of the police. You know the whole end of Dark Knight to Dark Knight Rises, he's you know, he's the villain. He's the villain in the eyes of the people. Um, and he plays that, and that's who he is. And so um, so for him to get a statue at the end and them all sitting around like as it's unveiled is very un-Batman-like. Um, I was disappointed in that. And then the wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, <laughs> oh, you should go by your, your real name, uh, Robin. Uh, oh, ugh, mom. <laughs> we got that he was the Robin character. We right. got it. You didn't need You that. didn't have to that, stick that in there. Uh, and so that was just frustrating um, that they did that to, for the John Blake character. Um, but so the last 15, 20 minutes crumbles, and it's really frustrating. Um, but I think it would have been a different movie hadn't um, Heath Ledger, you know, RIP, um, would have, you know, if he wouldn't have died tragically, I think the third movie would have been vastly different. And that was Talking about. Okay, so obviously you have a passion. Mm-hmm. This has been rooted for a long time. Am I wrong? Right. Tell us, tell us, where do you get this from? Why are you such a Batman fan? No, no, not fan. What do we call you? What would you call yourself? I don't know. Uh, Batman enthusiast? Yeah, enthusiast. I don't know what you want to call Attic? me. But, uh Not addict. Um, I don't, you know, but uh, look in his office and tell me that's not an addict. But whatever. Hey, anyway. Go ahead. Um... I don't know i just remember being young uh I, I saw batman 89 um in 1989 um i would have been seven my parents probably shouldn't have taken me to see that movie when i was seven but they did mm-hmm. um and i just remember being uh just blown away by who batman was i always had batman toys figures growing up um it, but it really wasn't until college that, like, I got real deep into Batman. Um, I had a buddy in college who was big into Superman, um, and so we just kind of had a common <laughs> likeness of superheroes, comic books, and so I got real uh, big into liking Batman a lot. Um, really, then, or at least not being, you know, when when you're in high school, you play cool and you don't want to, you don't want people to know that you're still. I comic have an books action figure. House. Yeah. Um, so, but. Um, You know really kind of got into it then but batman is one of those characters um uh, what has always drawn me to batman is that batman chooses to do what batman does um and the tragedy of his life his story losing his parents as a child um he could have wallowed in his self-pity um and there he does that some uh when he's young i mean trying to figure things out but um he does he rises above those tragedies and chooses to help others chooses to be batman um he doesn't have to he could keep his money go blow it and spend it and be wild and reckless kind of the character he portrays as bruce wayne Mm -hmm. um but he doesn't he commits himself to the good of others commits himself to um to making things right he doesn't want anyone else to ever have to deal with what he did Mm. Um, and that draws me to him um, especially as a christian i mean i think you know batman would be probably you know if anything i mean he's probably an atheist and, and written that way um agnostic if anything um but cuz you know when you have super, getting deep here. when you have superman you know in your world it you kind of become that um, this is make believe but it is make believe but um <laughs> but you know as a as a christian just making hard choices doing what is needs to be done for the benefit of others draws me to Batman um, and is why I've always liked him. I know, um, you know, as a Christian, we often have to make choices that that are unpopular, choices Mm -hmm. that don't benefit us um, and be unselfish and make hard choices despite our circumstances. Jesus has called us to, despite how hard our life is or how good our life has been, to make the choice to make other people's lives better. Um, and bring joy to them, and you know Batman's not necessarily bringing joy, um, but he's he's doing what is right for the benefit of others, and that's why I like him so much. Speaking of not necessarily bringing joy, mm-hmm. the Fortigators. Okay, you're wearing that is such a fake orange, if I've ever seen one. It is a very bright orange. No, no, it's 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 like a mix of bright and dark. And I don't like that. Okay. Okay. But let's talk. You are from Florida. I am. I was born in central Florida. Um, Go Knights. Yeah, I was born in Port St. Lucie, uh, Florida. Ooh, um, saucy. But actually grew up, moved to Pensacola when I was four. Um, after living in a couple of other... We lived in Birmingham, lived in Lafayette, and then moved to Pensacola. So are you an Alabama fan too? Uh, no. Okay. I, um, I what about in, a UAV li- fan? I lived in Birmingham from like age six months to like one and a half. Hey, that's where your so, roots no, get started. I no. uh, moved to Pensacola when I was four. Um, so grew up there till, uh, went to college. Okay. Question. Yes. Florida football. Sure. Terrible franchise of all time or the worst ever football franchise of all time. Um, I would say, um, whatever we are better than Tennessee. Don't. Okay. That's not, <laughs> that's not, that was not the question, Sean. <laughs> Now, we have – how long have we known each other now? uh, Two years? We met. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. I did not know when I first met you Uh that you were a Florida fan. Sure. I don't – I can't even remember the day that I figured out. I just remember that I was sick. Like sick to your stomach or you were literally sick? I was literally sick because how how could uh, you do that? Oh, no. That's what you meant. Um yeah, I don't know when you found that. When would you found that? Was it the day that you and MG and uh, Mitchell came and got the yes, T-shirts? Yes, when I went came into in your office. office for the first time. Um, yeah. Um, that was nasty. Because we had, like, I don't know, we had a weird co- friendship connection, like an immediate friendship yeah. at Impact. We just kind of linked together, molecularly. And we became good friends. And, you know, Colin loved you immediately because your name was Biscuit. He thought that was the coolest thing. It's a hit with Remember the when younger ones. he said... He goes, where's my main man, Biscuit? That's right. Like he had known you for like three days. And Maybe even know. like three hours. Yeah, I know. I loved it. Um, I loved so it, too. We we're destined to be linked um, forever. But yet destined to be enemies, much yes. like Batman and Superman. Frenemies. Can we say Wow. That? Yeah, there we go. That's um, insensitive. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if it's insensitive. Maybe just stupid. I don't know. I'm just Um, making this up. um, Yeah, so yeah, Florida Gator fan. Um, I grew up a Florida Gator fan only because my brother was a Florida State fan. Oh, is he still? No. He gave that up. Um, Is he a Florida fan now? No, he's not a Florida fan. He He just... He likes... He actually... That's the... scared. He just got scared by the... um, Don't... By the lion air freshener thing that sprayed behind him. Um, Now he... We grew up, my dad was a big NFL fan, Saints fan, did it not. It smells good in here. It is. It's a Hawaiian breeze is the ooh, air freshener. Breezy. Um, my dad was is a big Saints NFL fan, was not a huge college football fan, so never pushed us into college, you know, liking a certain team. So my brother, um, a little bit older than me, two years older than me, uh, was a Florida State fan, and we always had a rivalry. I liked everything he didn't like. Um, he liked the 49ers. I had to like the Raiders. He liked the Lakers. I liked the Celtics. Um, about the only thing we both liked together growing up was the Braves um, oh. because my dad did like the Braves. Um, and so um, he. In words, we can't. Yeah, my say brother that. is now a. Uh, he's big into Kansas. He's a Kansas Jayhawk fan oh. um, because in high school, Kansas was. Well, they're good now, but when he we were in high school, <laughs> they're um, still good. they were good back then, too. And so he just really kind of um, grew in a love for them because. Uh, my brother's really good at basketball. We both played high school basketball growing up. Um, my brother is one of the best shooters I've ever seen. Um, Steph Curry? Uh, mm, probably not as good as Steph Curry, but my brother's a great shooter. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, so I, I grew up to be a Florida fan because he liked Florida State, so I had to like something else. Um, but, you know, the the good Lord blessed me um, in allowing me to marry a wife that also liked Florida, so I didn't have, like, that's a good thing. Yeah. I didn't have to, you know, convince her. Her dad's a big Florida fan, so, you know, we are we have that connection. But, yeah, so. I would say he blessed you with being a Florida Gator fan. And well, say, that is, too. Well, some you know, of the best things come out of terrible places. Well, you know, the, there's a reason why the... Kind of like the Job story at, The, re, the reason you. why the most beautiful Modern sunsets day are orange and blue is because, you know, God shines on the Gators. Well, Lady Vols are orange and blue, too, but you mm, don't see that. Kinda, and more of a powder blue, which uh, is beautiful. Mm, mm, anyway... Um but yeah, Gator fan grew up, uh, you know, liking. I, I'll never forget uh, the, you know, national championship game when uh, Tommy Fraser totally ripped a hole through the Gators and um, <laughs> and just being so upset watching that Fiesta Bowl game um, because you know I really idolized Danny Warfel. Um, you know, obviously, good man. obviously as a as a good human, but um, yeah. you know, just a great competitor. Legend. So I, you know, I just really. Hated that, but then the next year, um, turning it around and losing to Florida State at the end of the season, but then getting our revenge in the hmm. national championship against Florida State was so sweet. I uh, actually lost a bet during the Florida State game that year. With I was in middle school, um, told a kid that um, if Sean's Florida if Florida loses uh, to Florida State in the last game of the regular season, he could kick me in the you know the crotch area. Um, so. <laughs> After that game, I had to own Except up to that it. and accept a kick to the groin. Um, and but yet you have kids to this day. Yeah, you know, it's a good, that's a good—that's a good thing about being prepubescent: kicks to the groin. I don't—I don't think they really. Now we're work. being in a rabbit hole. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, Florida fan. Uh, how, how? Okay. So okay. Hmm. Let me let me ask this. Okay. What is your order? And I think somebody already asked you this another time. What is your order when it comes to rivalries between Florida football? Because uh, Tennessee, Florida, I don't think is our, well, I think now it's our biggest rivalry, but all the time it's not our biggest rivalry. No, so no. tell me what you think, all time. Not like currently, but like all time. Well, I think. Top five. No, let's do just top three rivals. Okay, is this, you know, top is this four. me personally, or is this the Gator fan base? Gator or fan Or do you want base. me to do both? Gator fan base. Okay, I don't care about that. And you. again, I think it matters. Well, that matter, not again, I haven't said anything, but. <laughs> Uh, I think it matters who you ask, how old the Gator fan is. Um, if you ask an older Gator fan, anybody that's 45-plus, uh, they would rank it Georgia, um, Florida State, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask younger fans, maybe my age, it's going to be... Um, right now, it's going to be Florida State, Tennessee, um, Georgia. Really? Um and, again, I think that depends on where you live. I, living in Tennessee, it's, Tennessee takes the second spot. <laughs> but I think those who still live in Florida, they don't have to deal with um, the, the Vol Nation and their... Awesomeness. Yeah. Their uh, ever-presence. And their constant... Presence. If we'd play you now, we'd be... You know, those things. You know what I'm talking about, non-Vol fans. Um, all I don't the know what you're talking about. Anyway, um, but if you still live in Florida, it's probably Florida State, Georgia, Tennessee, um, um, so I would say, for me, Georgia is definitely third. I think it flip-flops between my hatred of, of – uh, hatred is a strong word. I really don't hate them. Um, my just dislike for Florida State in um, and Tennessee. And, and maybe, for me personally, Tennessee fans are second – or Tennessee is second because I have a lot of close friends who are mm-hmm. Tennessee fans, and mm-hmm. they're not awful people. Um we're not the worst things in the world. They're like any fan base, you know. You have your bad eggs, but, um, but most of you know. I don't have a ton of Florida State friends. I have a couple girlfriends. Which it, up. it makes a difference where yeah. you're at, yeah. because of course you're going to think Tennessee fans are annoying and the worst ever, sure. because you're concentrated in sure. the middle of them. Yeah, but so. no. But I would even say because I have so many close, you would the rivalry would be second, even right, still. At right, Florida right, State because right. there right. is still a no, distance yeah. with Florida State fans. And just their obnoxiousness. They're Have you ever noticed, like, when I tweet or type out Florida State or FSU, anything like our group me and stuff? I always put a money symbol in the middle, because in the '90s there was rampant, like, uh, money g- handling being done at Florida State, and it yeah, was unnoticed because stop because Bobby Bowden was such a golden boy. But man. They were getting paid. They they were they were going into Dillard's. It's, a, it's kind of like a Belk, if you don't know what Dillard's is. They were getting like handouts. I mean, they got us awesome money all the time, and nobody did anything about it. And Bobby Bowden would just be like, "Oh well, they ran some extra stadiums." Dad um, dadgummit! Uh, uh, that is Sean's uh, pay-handle so, accent. Um, yeah, uh, but anyway, so those Florida of you State, back coming, Florida, I the put I, I always write FSU F money, money symbol U, and I write it under. Uh, 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 lower Can we pace. talk about one thing? Yes. Aaron Hernandez, great <laughs> recruit. Um you know it's it's sad that you don't ever really know a person who they are. Um you know as a fan base, we think we know players and we think we know the the, the teams we cheer for and you know we say things like so and so is a great person, but we really don't know them. So when Aaron Hernandez was at Florida, obviously he was a great player. Um you know, there were never getting any, money. There were never any issues. He probably was getting money. I know, uh, Urban Meyer uh, let them smoke a lot of weed. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, uh, Urban Meyer is on my low list of people that I like. Wow. Um, I, I appreciate I appreciate those national championships, but, but faking, to me. faking a heart attack so that you can Oof. spend more time with family, Oof. and then coming back to coach Ohio State two seasons later after you though decimated Florida. Dream job, though. It doesn't matter. He decimated our recruiting by saying, I'm going to leave. And look, you're almost back. And then saying, nope, I'm going to come back. And all the recruits were like, I don't know about this, and just left us in the the muck. Um, Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Dan Mullen. Yeah. Wait, wait. Are you worried that he's not going to carry on the Jim McElwain legacy? (laughs) (laughs) The Jim McElwain legacy. You mean like. Like, can he step up to the table? Beating the teams we're supposed to beat, but um, never being really any better offensively. We were worse under Jim McElwain than we were under Will Muschamp. Which, Will Muschamp, he's doing pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so obviously I was joking about that, because Jim McElwain... Okay, as much as I just... I will use the word hate. Well, no, I won't. As as much as I just... uh, it's just dis- I can't there's no words mm-hmm. for what I think about Florida, sure, I want y'all to be good yeah. because that makes our conference good, yeah, and it makes yeah. us when we beat y'all look uh, make us look better like I, I don't want to beat y'all when you go four and eight, no, and I feel the same way about Tennessee, I think you know I want Tennessee to be a a good team, I don't want you to be a great team, but I want you to win eight games a year, um maybe nine every so often, but a couple of the <laughs> a couple of those losses, you know those losses to be to us. You know, I'm okay with if we lose to Tennessee. Every you know, I'm never okay if we lose. To every y'all. four years, when we're like in a rebuilding year, because you have those. I mean, you're gonna always have a rebuilding year. Every We've had so a ten-year rebuild, and um, so have we. Um, <laughs> but um, because I, it's healthy for a rivalry to, right? You know, to go back and forth. You know, I don't want it to be you streaks, know, uh, long streaks. You know, I did enjoy <laughs> the 11-year run, um, but. You know, I think it was good for y'all to beat us a couple years ago, I think. especially, But I don't ever want to lose to you in the Swamp. That's where I never want to lose to you is in the Swamp. Casey Clawson. I don't mind if we lose to you um, in... The Swamp in, Killer. Um, Knoxville. Um, which we did. Which we did two years ago. I was there. Yeah. Were you really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, hey, uh, go again next year. That was a really fun first Maybe half. Maybe that'll and be... And then the tide turned, and yeah. it was a pretty miserable second half. Okay, so Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, yeah. What are your thoughts initially? Um... And actually, um, when McElwain got fired, I told uh, Sheena, I said, we're going to hire Dan Mullen. I said, oh. I would not be surprised if Dan Look Mullen was you. not a head coach. Um, just because of his connection to Florida, mm-hmm. um, certainly his connection to our athletic director, Scott Strickland, right. who worked at um, Mississippi State. Um, I got really kind of excited when uh, Chip Kelly became, came, became a high candidate. Um, I was like, this, that would be a lot of fun. Um, but I did tell people, I said, it'd be a lot of fun for three or f- two or three years till either a, he left for another job. Cause he's the kind of guy that's not going to be, you know, put down deep roots at any place or went to the NFL. Um, and so, or got us in trouble. Um, <laughs> uh, it was going to be one of those things, either went to a different school, went to the NFL again, or got us in trouble. So, um, when he came off the table again, I was, I knew Frost wasn't going to happen, but also I knew Frost probably had a lot of uh you you didn't know what you were gonna get. Is he really gonna be able to do what he did at um Central Florida at, you know, a power five school at in the SEC with the mm-hmm. you know, the big boys and the and all the lights and the pressure, the fishbowl as they say. Um so when Dan Mullen was officially hired, um I was excited. I think he He tweeted him. I did. I said, hey we're excited to have you here. I thanked uh Scott Scott Strickland on the Twitter, you know. Trying to stroke my ego, Thanks, hopefully, you know, he'd retreat back, uh, tweet back to me, but you know, anyway, but still I, waiting on that tweet. Yeah, huh? so, still, still, uh, I It'll think it get to you. Yeah, I think he, uh, I think Dan will be able to recruit in Florida. Um, I think uh, hopefully he'll be able to turn our offense around, and um, I like the hire. I think uh, what he was able to do at Mississippi State, you know, bodes well for hopefully what he'll be able to do with at Florida. Um, but, you know, any coaching hire, you really never know until, like you know. Like three. Yeah. All right, so give me a way too early prediction of his wins next year. With the talent that they have, now, of course, all the recruiting's not done yet and stuff like that. Sure. But in terms of his coaching, mm-hmm. in terms of y'all's current talent, which I have no idea. Yeah. And in terms of the East. <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, I think we're returning – defensively, we're returning a lot of talent. I feel like you always Um, return talent. This this year was a down year for defense. Um, A lot of young guys, I think we're returning a lot of defensive talent next year. Offensively, uh, we're returning a a few playmakers. um, Offensive line, which was awful this year, hopefully will be better next year. The biggest question is quarterback. Uh, Can he Mm. develop uh, Felipe Franks? Or, um, or is there going to be some Just other? Get Dak guy that Prescott comes in? to yeah. come back. Um, that's going to be the big question. But I would say, um, I'd say eight, eight wins. I'd say eight wins is the, the the low number. Do you think Tony Romo has any years of eligibility? <sighs> I would not want Tony. Romo. He's available. Yeah. No. What about Colin Kaepernick? Nope. Really? No. No thanks. Quentin Dorman, is available from mm-hmm. Tennessee. No, you can have him. Keep him. Okay. Mm. All right. So how many wins did you say? Eight. Oh, that's a big turnaround. Well, we won like four nine the year before this year. Oh. Okay, so eight wins—that's okay. your prediction. Yep. Now let's move on to music and culture. Yeah. yeah, because you are first off a really good singer. You know, no, that was one of the. That's you know every everybody has their kryptonite and <laughs> car- carrying a tune. You would is, think Sean would be the perfect specimen. Is not my that's you know where the Lord did not bless me musically. Do you Can know? do you want to give us a little number right now? Nope. Uh, Match pitch. I do I do a great Aaron Neville impression. I don't know how much. But I know I love you. Ooh. I did, yeah. He's got that like kind of Kermit the Frog in kind of his Yeah. yeah kinda of like that. So, okay. Yeah. You two. Okay, you two tell me about the debacle. Is my favorite band. Um the debacle of a few years ago when uh Apple decided to give everyone a free um their album for free. Did we talk about this in the intro? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. All right, we'll go ahead. I think we talked about it in the... My only problem with it, it is, is why? Well, you know, it's one of those things Apple and you two have always had a partnership. Um, and well, so, did they not know this was going to happen, though? Well, you know, normally when people get something for free, they... they oh, is it something awful? <laughs> they, they don't make a big... People don't make a big deal about it, but, you know... It's one of those things where not everybody watches Apple conferences, and it was released, like, immediately after the conference. It wasn't like – there wasn't a rollout to it. It was just like, here's an Apple conference, and then at the very end, YouTube performed, and then um, Tim Cook says – and by the way, you know, right now on your iTunes is a free album in your library. And people are like, oh, that's great. All the people over there are like, well, great. Well, of course they are. But do. then everybody that didn't know about it was like all of a sudden a U2 album shows up. And, you know, it's one of those things where it wasn't downloaded to any of your device. It's in your library. You get to choose. Some people didn't understand that because they don't know how technology works. <laughs> um, and they're like, why do I have this? And, and you know, people are sensitive to the, the amount of space they have in their phones. And so they're like, this is in my phone. It got downloaded. And like, no, it didn't. But you have, you know, where if anything is in your iTunes library, it's in your phone automatically and you just play it directly through the cloud. Um, so you have a chance to download it to your phone. But, you know, anyway. But U2 is my favorite band. U2's um, music has always spoken to me. Um, I'm going to tra- transition to why I like U2. Um, wait, wait. If Steve yes. Jobs is there, does this entire Fallout happen? No, uh, no, I don't no. know. No, yeah, probably no. not. Um, I probably because he's smarter than that. Well, Steve, st- or is he well, a fraud? Steve isn't. Let's see, not get into no, that. No, Steve isn't a smart. I don't. I think he's smart. Steve just, I think, ruled things with an iron fist. Mm. And did um, you see the movie Jobs? I did not. It's uh, not that good. Yeah, but uh, anyway, U two, like I said, has, is my favorite band. I've seen them twice in concert. Going to see them for the third time next May um excited about that their music has just always spoken to me um just the emotion in it um but uh, their new album just came out songs of experience um uh i really enjoy it it's 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 good what's Uh, your favorite song all time um all time of theirs it's it's a it's a song off the unforgettable fire called bad Um, bad that speak um, to you it speaks to me it's kind of one of those songs that starts off slow and then builds an emotion um, and then there's a part in it and lyrics towards the end where he just kind of singing, um, begins to talk about, you know, I'm wide awake. It's just about being aware of what's going on in the world and what's going on in life. And he just says it, I'm wide awake, I'm wide awake. Um, and there's a, if you ever catch the long, the live version of it, there's a live <laughs> version that's about seven minutes long. Goodness. Um, that's very kind of raw and emotional. Um, that I love, but it's not one of their main hits. Um, they don't always play it at concerts. But if you are a true it. fan, but yeah, you know that that's unforgettable true. unforgettable fire um, song called Bad. So U two, yeah, favorite band. Jars of Clay is my second is favorite it, band. Is it? Is um, it still available for free? What U two's album? Their newest album? No, 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 the old one. I have no idea. Oh. I mean, I can't. It's in. I've downloaded it, and I bought the actually bought it. So why'd you buy it? Because uh, I wanted the actual physical. Oh okay, so the church. Church, yeah. Let's talk church. You are a minister. youth minister. Yeah. You've been one for eight ten years. Eight years. No, um, uh, Six I've years? been in ministry a decade. Oh, did I not just say ten years? You did, but then you said eight seven, so I was just correcting you. Yep. Ten, ten years. Two. Happy ten year anniversary. Uh, well, it'll be officially ten years in May. May. So is your ten year anniversary present you too? Um, that no, it's more of a twelve year anniversary for Sheena and I, because uh, uh, like it a happens for it. a couple weeks weekends before um, our anniversary. But yeah, I've been in had had done eleven summers in full time youth ministry, um, and started full time in youth ministry in May of '08. Um, a long story about. Getting into youth ministry, but I won't tell it here. Um, But um, I love being in in ministry, and I feel like that's what God has always wanted Mm. me to do. Um, But a a long story of um, how I got there, and that could be another podcast for another time. Uh, It could be. Maybe a a getting into ministry podcast. Sure. But um, But anyway, I have a question for you. Because is there a shift in the church, in the American church, Mm. going from more a conservative view into a more progressive view. Tell me your thoughts. Um, I think there's a, there's a shift um, from traditional the traditional uh, view of obligation and duty in church. Um, I women think, in the church. No, not women in church. Others not. in the uh, church. No, I'm just saying, for a long time... Who's in the church? Church was an obligation and a duty that you fulfilled. If you weren't going to church, it was. You going to prison. It was sinful. It was viewed as sinful. You know, people will quote um, Hebrews, you know, don't forsake the assembly. Um, But um, I think now there's a shift, especially among younger people, that they are looking for something genuine. Something that's not. um, Why does going to church matter? Not just to them, but to their community. Why does being a part of a church matter? matter to to your existence. And I have a question. Yeah. Do you, do we, do we think that we're looking for something genuine or do we think that we're looking for something that's going to keep us interested? Um, I think for, I think for some people it's about being interested um, and pe- busy and because like. we're, com- you know, we're competing with so much, um, so many things mm-hmm. um, for people's time. Right. Uh, one of the biggest One of the biggest struggles of the church right now is that its that its body is the people in its body are too busy Mm -hmm. to let the Holy Spirit breathe in them, to let ministry breathe in them. They don't have time to and they don't have time to love their neighbor because they're never home because they're running their kids to sports practices, chorus practices, a million things. Equestrian when yeah equestrian practice when they do get home they're Mm -hmm. exhausted. They've been running the streets all day doing all of their other stuff. Um, work is hard, and people are working longer hours mm-hmm. um, uh, money filling, is tight filling their time with extra extra things and so the church is the the church as a whole people in the church don't have the time to love their neighbors to serve their neighbors to uh minister to their community because they're too busy mm-hmm. and so um so I think. You know, people are looking for something in the church to hold their interest. Um, again, going back to obligation and duty, they don't want to just go to church because they feel like they have to. Mm-hmm. They want to go be a part of something that matters to them, um, and that is making a difference. And the churches that are growing are looking at their their body and their church and their congregation as a movement of people to better their local community, not just a place where people go and sit for a few hours a week. And I really, I do like that because I do feel like for, I, mean, I can't tell you how long, I feel like the church has been a, a seclusive, like, kind of like, uh, you don't really see them out and about. Well, it's always been, it's inward focus. Right. It's very inward focused. The uh, church has always been very inward focused and very exclusionary. It's It's a club. It's always right. been a social club. Um, of believers who, if you look like and act like and um and, and do the same things, you get welcomed into that circle, but if you don't um you 're not welcome and that 's completely opposite of the gospel where Jesus and the disciples are, are they 're linked arm arm in arm but they 're looking outward mm-hmm. they 're not looking at each other from they 're not in a big circle arm in arm looking at each other they 're in a circle outward looking out and bringing people in um yeah. And, um, and I think that's a big difference in the way the church is structured today. Okay. So what do we do going forward? So how do we, do we just, well, I'm not going to say that. How do we, how do we get these younger people who are got so many different interests, so many, and even the older people are now have starting families and such like that. How do we get them from drawing them into the church without changing what the church is all about? Cause I think that's, that's the big worry of more of the conservative "quote unquote" approach, or more of the older people approaches, mm-hmm. that we're we're getting away from the core values of the church, the core values of Jesus, which I mm-hmm. don't disagree or agree with. I'm just non-biased Well, I here. think uh, yeah. But how do we how do we get that to a point where we're drawing people in, but our our main focus isn't go oh, come have fun, come be with us, and well, come 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 instead of well, I think, we want you to grow? Okay. Well, I think the 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 issue is is that most traditional people. Look at change and think um, what what those maybe of us who are in ministry want to change they they, they think we want to change it, it, things into like a rock concert and <laughs> an entertainment um, because the 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 thing that you always hear is you know all you want to do is sing happy clappy songs and um, stuff like that, and that's not what I think people want I think people want to who want to do things differently want to create a space of um, a sacred space. Sometimes that is uh, sacred in uh, in joy and excitement, but also very sacred in um, reverence and quiet and um, contemplative. Mm-hmm. But right now, and you know, especially in our tribe, the, the Church of Christ, anything that's outside of you know two songs, a prayer, three songs, communion, <laughs> a song, a sermon, uh, an invitation, a song, a close, anything outside of that mold is looked at very frowned upon. Yeah. And so I, I think what what we want to do is and I, and I think uh, I think heavily about what Andy Stanley says. Andy Stanley says that an empty chair cannot make a confession for Christ. Um so you have to do things that will make people want to come back to your congregation and to the church. And you have to change some of the things because mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter if 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 a, I don't think it matters so much if a person comes to church and is drawn back only because they enjoyed it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but what you want to do is you want to follow behind the fact that they enjoyed being there with the message of, the, of, of Jesus and the gospel and, um, and teaching and, and growing and, and create, creating disciples. But sometimes to get a person in the door, they have to enjoy being there, mm-hmm. or else they're not going to come back. It's like if you go to a restaurant and you don't enjoy the food, why would you come back? Uh-huh, you know, right. you're not. You know, you, you're not. You're not going to come back. So, you know, a, a, as a church, we want to create a space where people enjoy being there, um, and do things that, you know, lure them in, re- reach them, reach out to them, and engage them. And I, I hate to use the word lure, but um, <laughs> make them, make them want to come back. Uh, Because again, an empty an empty seat or an empty pew cannot make a confession for Christ. And so, if people are not coming coming, then how can you reach out to them? And I know that that's different. And um, but we also need to get our people to understand they gotta stop being so busy. Um, Mm, It's not it's not a badge of honor to constantly say when people ask you how you're doing and you say I'm busy. That's not a badge of honor. It's against the will of the Lord. it's against what people, what God wants for you, for your family. Um, so we've got to slow down and let God breathe and let the Holy Spirit breathe in our lives. Well, Yeah. That was... What was that? What um, would you call that segment? Um, how Sean thinks we should fix the church. But the the church... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, don't, I, I have a lot of thoughts, but... Um, you do. I'm just a humble servant of the Lord. So... <laughs> But if, if you disagree with him, he will destroy you. No. And, you know, I think it's different things <laughs> for different people. You know, I, I, I'm more worried about the, the people who will not come back to, to Christ versus a person who likes a certain mm. way of church and will just go to a different church. Yeah. I'm more concerned about the person who will lose and that's a faith good point. in Christ and not, or the person who will never have faith in Christ because they don't like being at a church versus a person who's stuck. In a way of doing church, and just goes to a different church in town. Yeah, I oh, mean yeah. that, yeah. that's a really good point. So that was the church. Yeah, yeah man, I, lo- I love the church. I think uh, I love the church too. I think the local church. I love our church. church. Is the hope of the world, man. I think we I, are the yeah, caretakers. We are. I think uh, I'm excited about the things that we're doing at East Brainerd. And do you want to tell them the location? Um, yeah, it's seven seven four five East Brainerd Road, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Three, seven, four, United two, States, United States North of America. America. It's uh, Earth. Yep, Earth. Uh, Milky galaxy. Way galaxy. Yeah. What would you call after that? Oh, Terra, God. Terra galaxy. I have no idea. But yeah, um, excited about church. Excited about the things we're doing. Um, and yeah. this is Sean White. Yeah, man. I'm in his basement. We hope you enjoyed this episode, this segment, this um, this little um, hmm. This stroll down... A stroll down memory lane. Sure, why not? With the look, with, with the look to the right of the future. Yeah. Favorite summer men- men- memory. Go. In five words. Fam- famous what? Summer memory. Oh, famous... Of our summer together. <laughs> um, you and me. Oh, man. Nikki and Priya um, are out of the picture. Okay. Famous summer memory of you and me. Ugh, there's so many. Um, yeah, that's what you say when you don't have one in your yeah, head. Yeah, no, It is what you say. Um... <sighs> No. Just I thought I feel like we just had a lot of laughs. We in did. the office. The buff pictures. Buffs. I think the, I think the, the Buff experience. The buff experience, um making a buff, the buff <laughs> a thing when students started buying buffs. We literally made youth group students buy twenty five. We didn't make them. Well, they we we did, we made we? them look so cool that they wanted to buy buffs. Right. Well, okay.
1: We uh, kind of forced them to no, be a part of. No, well, group. we did make it. Exclusive. We
0: basically did the exact opposite I, maybe, of what you were Maybe, my, about. my favorite thing is making fun of Garrett and his fake buff. Yeah, you burnt, you burnt, rag. you burnt. Uh, roasted. But yeah, great summer. Um, thank, roasted. Thankful that you are volunteering our student ministry and helping out. With well, our you know, students. Uh, I did come here for a reason. Mm-hmm. That was probably the reason was to hear a thank you from you. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you. On that note, this is complete. I'm, I've come for what I've. For. Mm-hmm. I'm about to beat you in NCAA. Yeah, we're gonna play the NCAA. Um, right now, he is in in video game football against me. He's uh, <laughs> one and two. No, 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 okay, okay. We're on it. Okay, we're not even gonna get into that. Follow Sean at <laughs> uh, at Sean White S E A N W H I T E four four. That's C-A-N S-C-A-N White. Follow me at Stephen Walker zero P H. No spaces. No caps. Yeah, man. Thanks for um, coming to my home. Thank you for letting me into your home. You're welcome. You understand how this works. Mitchell didn't. Well, what are your thoughts on Mitchell, by the way? This is off the record. <laughs> as, it re- as we're recording no, right we're now? we're not recording. Um, we are recording. I like Mitchell. Mitchell's an awesome dude. But we're totally going to bash him yeah, well, we uh, when he gets off now. Okay. I do. I love Mitchell. Um, I love Mitchell, too. I'm thankful for his friendship. Thankful for all of our youth ministers in our area. Thoughts on Bluebell? Um, it's terrible thanks okay I, that was Home field Disadvantage like, so. like subscribe and no you're not slightly like intolerant. I don't All need right. ice cream Home field Disadvantage you can follow us on iTunes like and subscribe and leave a 5 star review why wouldn't you and then you can follow me on oh I already told you that follow me on Twitter that is it any final words Sean um go Gators go Vols starting a new streak this year we hope you enjoyed this show please comment on our twitters and tell us how we did if you'd like except for you east brainerd people because they're probably just going to say negative things anyway. They're they're it's a negative view of church. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love I love east brainerd. No. We love you. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening and go gators. Tootles. Oh, thank you.